On this episode of the Big Stick Golf Podcast, we recap a huge win for Michael Thompson at the 3M Open in Minneapolis. Big win for him. I learned a little bit about him this week, and he seems like just a fantastic guy, so we're going to get you through all that. We're also going to get you prepared for this week's World Golf Championships FedEx St. Jude's Invitational. Big World Golf Championship this week as we get ready for a major, and then the FedEx Cup playoffs are right around the corner. So we're also going to do our picks of the week as well, so be sure to stick around for all of that. Before we get going, be sure to like, subscribe, follow us on all the things. Uh, Big Stick Golf Official is our handle. Be sure to follow us for all of the best golf content you can each week. Also, be sure to go visit our friends at Torchbearer Sauces. You can find them at torchbearersauces.com. Go use the promo code 9iron at checkout. That's the number 9, the word iron at checkout. Get 20% off your purchase of any of their delicious sauces. That's it for me, though. Let's go. The return to glory. I mean, any tour event's a big deal to win, but to win a major is obviously another level. There it is. Can you believe it? Nick Maldo. so much easier than putting. I should just try to get the ball in one shot every time. Welcome to the Big Stick Golf Podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Big Stick Golf Podcast. I'm John Guest here with C-Money. We, uh, a big week at the 3M Open this week. We saw a big win for Michael Thompson. A uh, really good guy. Learned a little. I didn't really know much about him, but learned a little bit about him right at the end there. He got his uh, second career tour victory, his first win since 2013. Played really just really well down the stretch, um, especially on the weekend. He was just fantastic. It was a pretty enjoyable tournament. It was, you know, a lesser field this week, but it was a really action-packed Sunday. There was a lot of people at the top of the leaderboard. We saw some stellar play from Michael Thompson to hold off everybody. You know, people were breathing down his neck the entire day there was so many guys in the hunt at the end and trying to make some moves on those last few holes especially the last hole the 18th hole at uh, tpc twin cities was a really a, just a fantastic finishing hole it really set up um you know risk reward shots gave guys a chance to make eagle and also gave him a chance to make a big number and get out of contention but yeah big big win for michael thompson there what did you uh what did you kind of take away from that win and, and what he was able to kind of do and to hold off the field on sunday I mean, it's just one of those weeks where all these, all the weeks leading up to this, I felt like, and I've, you've seen bigger names win. And you knew that week was coming in where that random guy was going to pop in. But this random guy has been flirting around leaderboards for the past two or three weeks. So it was really good to see him come in and play well. And sprinkle that in with a guy like Tony Finau, you know, Max Homa, Matt Wolf. I mean, I know it wasn't as strong a field as you'd want, and it was obviously weaker than last week's and this week's upcoming field, but it was still an entertaining tournament. The course was in great shape, and they went low, so it's good golf when people score. Absolutely, yeah, and like we said, Thompson was, you know, he was he was kind of in control of the last, coming down the stretch, the last nine holes or so, but he really finished just really strong. He birdied two of his last three holes on Sunday, uh, capped it off there with a, a maybe a 15, 20 foot birdie putt on 18 down that hill to just really nailed it, put the nail in the coffin, obviously. But so it's obviously he wasn't bothered. It was, it was good to see a guy that you, you, we can't, I, I can't lie. I expected him the entire, you know, entire day on Sunday. I was expecting him to kind of choke up a little bit and, and maybe bring the field even more into it. And, and we had a potential to have maybe a, God, a 
10 person playoff or something like that. Um, yeah. So many guys finished three back, but yeah, Thompson was able to, to really keep his, his cool and, and played really well down the stretch. And um, it, it says mm-hmm. a lot about him. That's what happens at these birdie fests. Like guys, they're PJ pros. So, I mean, they go, dudes go nuts and you never know what happens, but he, he stung in there and, and did his job late. So. Yeah. Like, like I, you know, like I said, didn't really know too much about him, but right at, you know, towards the end when it, it looked like he was getting, you know, maybe the last couple holes, it looked like he was in control. They, they played a story about him. He has a couple of adopted kids. One of them was really recent. That was really cool to see. Um, he, he talked about afterwards, he was really emotional in his interview. He really choked up a little bit, but he kept together and talked about how, you know, important his family is to him and how much he wishes they were there. And, and all that good stuff and obviously having a crowd would be cool and stuff like that but um i enjoyed it you know I, not knowing anything about him um i i really enjoyed uh, specifically after I, I learned a little bit about him uh just that he that he's able to pull that off and big win for the family and everybody that's helped him out he really gave props to everybody while he was getting emotional on the on the uh it was it was actually kind of funny he was uh in the moment he was kind of realizing um, you know, his schedule for the next coming months is going to be completely different now. He, he, that win qualified him for the next week's PGA Championship. Um, he's well, you know, he was outside of the FedEx Cup playoffs, but he's now well within that. He's going to at least be in the first maybe probably couple of tournaments, actually, now that he got a win. Um, he's he's going to be qualified for the tour until the end of 2022. Yeah. He's got his card until then. Really takes a lot of pressure off. Um, big for him and his family. And, um, I mean, yeah, it was <laughs> – he won $1.1 million. Then, like, just looking at this, is 12% of his entire career earnings on tour. So, he had a big yeah. weekend. I think he secured, uh, secured a spot at the PGA and then the U.S. Open, I think, next year's Masters, too. So, I mean, it's yeah. a huge week for a guy that's like you were talking about before. It just seems like a good dude. And you always root for that. It is weird. So, he didn't qualify for this November Masters. He, but I guess that makes sense if he would qualify yeah. for the next one because it, Oh, that is weird. That's man. There's a lot of weird, weird scenarios on the PGA tour. I don't even know. Is man, we're gonna have to look into that. Is the Masters are? I know this is a tangent, but is the Masters already set? Like, is that field already set? I don't know who who would have qualified for it in April. That's really interesting. I, I haven't thought about yeah. that. Um, so it's interesting that he qualified specifically for next year's Masters, which is obviously a huge deal. But <laughs> it's, it's really cool to see too, with uh, you know him qualifying for the U.S. Open and the U.S. Opens at Wingfoot, and you know everything getting backed up. And he came out and said that this that is his favorite course in the entire world. Like, yeah. that's that's cool stuff, man. Like, yeah, really cool. Ahead, so he, he's yeah, Michael's going to be able to you know just go play all the courses and play all the tournaments that are coming up and. Have a chance make that to money. Uh, make that money. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he was in poverty <laughs> yeah. or anything. He's, he's oh, made, no, but... you know, $10 million in his career or so, but, uh, or right around there, but it's, it's yeah, huge win. He hasn't won in seven years. So really, really happy. You know, for he got that stimulus check. It worked <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, some other notable things. Yeah. You mentioned Finau. I wanted to hit on him a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's getting disappointing. I, I don't want to say disappointing because he's, he's, he's not playing poorly, but it's, Oh, one of those new guys. He's he's kind of uh, he's in danger of becoming one of those guys that for a number of years that you always think about a certain thing when you think about him, like Phil Mickelson, until he won the Masters and uh, was the guy that the best player that hadn't won a Masters. That kind of set um, set up that way for Sergio Garcia until he won the Masters later on in his career. Um, so Finau, you know, he's he's I got a stat here. He's finished. 35 rounds inside the top three so that's not 35 tournaments but the individual rounds he's been within the top three 35 different times on tour 
uh, without a win. That's by far the most uh, on tour in that stretch. Second place is Tommy Fleetwood, who's had 20 rounds uh, within the top three. So Finau is pretty much always in contention. Not always, but, you know, a, a lot of the time he's in contention. So I, I can't really tell what it is. You know, we've seen him a couple of tournaments here in the last few weeks, what it is about him that when, he, when we get to Sunday, it's, you know, I hate to say it, but he's just – he just hasn't played well. He just hasn't played well. I don't want to say it's made necessarily a choke job because it's not like he came down to the, to the He shot to the 68 last. on Sunday, but like Yeah. It's not like, you know, it's not like he came down to the last hole and and threw it away or anything like that, but he's, you know, coming into the last rounds, he seems to be struggling yeah. on Sundays. Um I don't know. Do you do you have anything that you in particular you think he could work on to get him over the hump or like what do you something you've noticed or just something that he could do differently on Sundays <sighs> to, to get over the hump? I, it just it sucks because you root for the guy, and this is a field where you thought that I mean he was one of, if not the the favorite, one of the top three guys to win the tournament. But sometimes you know golf is just one of those things, just like all the other sports. It takes a little bit of luck. It takes the ball to bounce your way a little bit, and it, he could. Would you be surprised at all if he found a way to win this week and then find a way to win the exactly? So the guy's playing well enough. It's just. Sometimes it doesn't bounce your way. So yeah, that's maybe interesting. that's maybe it's kind of Bryson like in that sense. Yeah. It's interesting in that regard because yeah, you're right. I I wouldn't be surprised if he won. I wouldn't be surprised if he won a major or if he would if he won the FedEx Cup. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, but, exactly. Dude's got game. Yeah. At the same time, it's surprising that he hasn't been yeah. capitalizing, getting so more he's victories. Super long off the tee, really good with his iron play and wedges, make probably around the green, you know. Putting is an issue for him at times, but that's an issue with everybody because that's as hit or miss as anything is out there. But I don't know. He's he's he's, he's going to win. There's no yeah. <laughs> there's no ifs ands or buts about it to me. At least he's going to win. It's just when. So he hits the ball way too well. Um, oh yeah. He he's going to be hopefully one of those guys. My hope for his career is that you know he'll be one of those guys that wins 10, 15 tournaments over the span of the next 10, 12 years or whatever. Wins maybe a couple majors. Gets you know. Um, maybe, uh, I don't know. It's, it'll be tough. I, I think he kind of sets up well. It'll be really interesting to see him at the PGA championship next week. He's kind of, he seems like he's, um, that, that tournament setup is always a little bit different than the other majors where, um, you know, the masters is about putting the British opens about wind. PGA's gettable. Yeah. PGA's, the PGA is one of those tournaments where you can like, you can shoot 20 under every once in a while. Yeah. And, and it'll be a course where you're throwing darts because that's what, that's what's most impressive about his game to me is his, his wedge play iron play is just stellar. It's, you know, he obviously hits the ball really far. Maybe not as the most accurate guy, but his, his, his irons and wedges are just fantastic. And that's going to keep you in contention. I think he's got a chance. Um, I'm really interested to see what he does specifically at the, at the PGA next week, but um, some other notable finishes. Uh, Yeah. Adam long. I have no idea who this guy is. Uh, Came out of nowhere on Sunday over the weekend, really he shot 63, 64 on Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) Just coming, I mean, he made the cut. Uh, I think he made the cut by a stroke or so. And Adam Long odds coming in. High. My man made a lot of money on the weekend. Yeah, shot. good for he, him. He was. I mean, I was watching him. I, I had literally never seen him before. I hadn't heard of him, but I, the last nine on Sunday, he they were showing him because he's obviously catching up and in contention. And my man was making birdies <laughs> everywhere. Really put some. Ended up putting pressure. He birdied the last hole. Ended up putting some pressure on. Uh, on Thompson to, to, you know, to, it was necessary to have a two stroke lead instead of a three stroke lead. That's a big deal. But um, Adam long, man, good, good play came out of nowhere on Sunday. Good for you guy. Um, like I was saying earlier, and just an enormous group of players finished three strokes back. 
Um, one, two. So Ro- Robbie Shelton, Charles Howell III, Emiliano Grillo, uh, sorry, uh, Alex Noren, Tony Finau, Max Homa, Cameron Trigali, Richie Wierenski, Charles Swartzel. All those guys were three back uh, <laughs> of the winner, Thompson. I can't even imagine. That would have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Probably potentially like t- literally ten guys could have been ten in the playoffs. Ten-man <laughs> can yeah. you? I can't even imagine. I don't even know what the record is. I think I remember there was a British Open where there were like – Four guys, maybe three guys. I can't remember more anything more than three or four guys in a playoff. Well, so you're gonna have two guys off the front and the back. Like how? That's what. Waiting. How does the tour? Just, I, I imagine know. the tour has like they have uh, rules for this, but like, do they play in the same group? Is it a ten man group? Like uh, that would be nuts. Split it into three groups, or like how? I had no idea how they would handle like a potential ten person playoff. We'll have to look that up because that's yeah. uh, super interesting. Uh, that that scenario would have just been absolutely insane. I would have loved for him to just like brought a cooler out, started drinking some beers and just going out there with 10 guys trying to looking like a drunk Sunday at the local municipal course. Uh, or they go like whole regression or something and like yeah. five of the guys get taken out. I'd be yeah, so yeah. pissed. They do like, <laughs> yeah, they do like just like, because, what? <laughs> tie, some tie breakers or something, just yeah, like, like eliminate half the field. You yeah. birdied 18, but or you birdied 17, but he birdied 18. You like, that is stupid. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, maybe we'll see that someday. I'm, I'm kind of hoping for that. I'm hoping for a, just a ridiculous playoff. That would have been really fun just to see what would happen, first of all. I mean, know the rules, like just to see what the rules would be. Um, a couple of, uh, yeah, notable guys. The, the biggest names in the field this past week were Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka. Both, uh, well, Dustin Johnson withdrew, um, shot 78 on Thursday. This is after shooting 80-80 at the Memorial the previous week and missing the cut there, obviously. Shot 78 on Thursday. It was a par 71, so that was seven over. Um, I don't know. So he he withdrew because of, a, of an apparent injury. But do you do you believe that? Do you think he has something going on, or do you think it was more just like I need to get out of here and just like regroup myself? Part of me thinks it was just one of the like you have to give a reason. Like, are you going to be the guy that gives like I just want to get out of here? Like, probably not. But at the same time, like DJ's a guy that really doesn't care. <laughs> In my in my eyes, that I don't like Minnesota. <laughs> heck, I'm going to Memphis. Like, yeah, let me hit the road now. But regardless, he did not play good, and whether yeah. that's mental, physical, whatever it is, it's not really looking good for him coming into the major next weekend and this big tournament here. I mean, the World mm-hmm. Golf Championship is a huge deal. So, yeah, ten and a half million dollar purse this week. I mean, Whew. you know, the the money's obviously not the most important thing. Yeah. These guys, the but it's but massive FedEx Cup points uh, leading yeah. into a leading into a major, which then has a tournament between that and the beginning of the FedEx Cup playoffs. So a lot of FedEx Cup points to be picked up the next few weeks. DJ's good to go as far as um, you know being within. But I think you know the fact that he's playing this week and there hasn't been any other news coming out. I think it was probably most likely just like I need to get out of here, regroup myself mentally. I'm not yeah. going to make the cut. Like you know he would have had to shoot. He would have had to shoot like 60 to make the cut or something on, yeah. on Friday. So, yeah, I don't blame him. Get out of there. Regroup. Um, sucks that maybe a guy who could have made the tournament, you know, didn't get to play. But there's always withdrawals every week. It's just part of golf. Um, three or four yeah. guys will withdraw every week for, a, for an injury. So, it is what it is. So, we'll see how DJ bounces back this week. But that leads me to the next guy who it's more important that he missed the cut. He played two rounds and missed the cut. Brooks yeah. Kepka. He's still Speaking of injuries. Like yeah, what? What are we doing? Still not in the in the uh, the qualifying stages for the play, the playoffs. He's still sitting at 155 um, in the standings. So Brooks Kepka, man, I he was my winner pick last week, but 
I, that was kind of just a shot in the dark. But at this point, man, I'm it's it's kind of worn off. Like I don't I don't see Brooks Kepka and visually and and just think to myself like that guy's got a chance to win right his now. His brother made the cut and his brother yeah. shot like eighty something two yeah. weeks ago. But the the Kepka yeah. household is going to be uh, super interesting. I don't know if, if what kind of a relationship they have, but if they're trash talkers at all, then that's going to be one up one for Chase. Uh, one point yeah. for Chase. He's still four behind majors wise, but you know, but I don't know. It was another week of Brooks. I think he missed the cut again by like a stroke. It was just, yeah, you know, he was, he just the cut line was at two, mm-hmm. at two under. He was at one under, but yep. just didn't, you know, he just, uh, he wasn't like he was again. Like, you know, it wasn't like he was, he was blowing blew up or anything like DJ did the past couple of weeks, but it was just like another another thing where he wasn't really hitting shots too close, wasn't making putts. Like I don't, it was just, I don't think he's healthy, man. I, yeah. Like the clips I saw of him, he's he's doing something with with that same leg. Like it's just if you can't put any weight into that front side, it's it's tough. So, yeah, uh, yeah so that's you know I, I don't know what he's gonna have to do, but it's it's weird because he doesn't seem like he has you know his swing doesn't he doesn't seem like he's swinging out of his shoes or anything like Bryson he doesn't seem there's not a lot of torque you can tell from what he's doing uh like you can tell with with Tiger's legs and when you watch him swing but I I can't tell why it is he puts so much stress on that leg and why it is causing him problems but obviously it is maybe there's some just some stuff going on subtly that we it's tough to notice but um so yeah Brooks missed the cut We'll have to keep an eye on him, see how he does this week. He's playing again. We'll have to see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, you got something? No, I'm just, like, just thinking about him and that's the stem cell treatment he got. Like, man, if you had all this time – and I know it's hindsight, but in January, February, like, with all this stuff ramping up and then Corona hits, like, golly, if he could have got that surgery and, like, got in there and fixed it, what he could have been. But, yeah, I mean, at the same time, is a knee injury so who knows but still it's just it's sucks it's <laughs> it really sucks. putting him it's putting him in a tough spot because you know in a normal year we would be coming up even if you know if, say the same thing happens he takes whatever time off that he takes and then um, let's say that he just ends up coming back at the same schedule in a normal year we would be entering what is it we're about to enter august so he would have uh, another month of tournaments and then the fedex cup playoffs but right after the FedEx Cup playoffs this year, the U.S. Open is two weeks afterwards after the Tour Championship. So it's not like he's going to have any time to, you know, regroup physically. Um, so it's going to put him in a tough spot. He's going to have to – maybe maybe he's going to have to get the surgery. He's putting miles on it. Yeah, he's putting yeah. more miles on it, and it's not healthy. So he may, have to, he may have to get surgery and miss a number of tournaments. Like if he gets surgery, he's going to miss the U S open, the masters. The, the that's before. And that's what sucks the most about it is like, he could be in a situation where it's, he's trying and trying to, you know, crack that the top one twenty five, and it turns into him. Like, you know what? I've, I can't do this. And yeah. Looking back on, on it, the best players in the world. Yeah. The worst case scenario, looking back, if he's looking back in you know months from now and saying, why did I even play in any of those tournaments? Like, what, yeah. you know, what, what was I doing? You know, he obviously thought he was good before it all got we got back going, but um, yeah, I don't know if we can chalk it up to to just straight injury, but it, it seems like that has to be a, a huge, huge deal for the reason he's uh, he's not playing very well. But all right, um, you got anything else for the uh, for the three three M Open? Kind of a kind of blew by that, but um, looking forward to I, I don't know that was a I ended up I like that course I like that tournament I, I'm glad that it's on the tour now TPC Twin Cities seems really cool so it'll be cool to see how that tournament grows 
over the years. Uh, okay, that leads us into our picks recap. Uh, last week's picks, really interesting week. Uh, all three of our winner picks missed the cut, so that was fun. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> Brooks Kepka missed the cut. Uh, Keisha's winner, Tommy Fleetwood missed the cut. And who did you have as your winner? I don't even remember. Paul Casey. Paul Casey, yep. All three missed the cut. So I ended up getting points for Brooks Kepka, even though he missed the cut because he finished the highest out of all the missed cut guys. So I got the five for the, for the winner pick there. Um, then uh, – you let's see i also got the sleeper harris english harris english was my sleeper he had a yeah. had a good week he was up there in contention kind of didn't have a little bit of a disappointing sunday but um but was up there i thought week. i had it i thought I, it was like p Rodge was a, a stroke off of him or something like that going and harris had a really good sunday so yeah yeah um and then bubba missed the cut so i got five points across the board there a total of 15 uh, our boy Keish, who is not with us again this week, was a clown last week. I think that was the first time Keish was a clown the whole year, right? So yeah. finally, the guy who's kicking our butts. You the made whole year, you made some ground. Like, made that some was, ground, yeah. yeah. Uh, didn't get a winner. That would have been nice if like Harris English ended up winning that. It would have been a big, big week. Would have been huge. Yeah, it would have been big. But um, then you got Brooks missing the cut, so good pick there. Uh, even though I got points for Brooks for, so I don't even know. That was it was a weird week. It was a weird week. Um, Nothing, nothing more to say. Yeah, it was a weird week. I was a little. I, I, we didn't mention Fleetwood yet. It was his first tournament back since the the break for COVID, and and you know he, he didn't play very well. He didn't look great out there, but that was that was kind of expected. It was his his first competitive golf in a while, but it was a little little surprising to see. But um, that was an interesting interesting note there. So uh, leads us into the standings for uh, going. I can't. I think this is week seven or eight. I can't remember, but. So Keish is up by 30 still. He's got 75 points on the year. And then you and I are chilling 30 points back with 45. We uh, pretty much the pressure is on us the rest of this uh, yeah. shortened PGA Tour year to get back on it because we are getting blown away still. So with PGA, we might, we're probably going to do like a double point. So this yeah. week and next week could be really big for us. So we'll have to do something. Or they the, could bury us. <laughs> the, yeah. the playoffs too. Yeah. We'll have to or yeah, or Keish may be winning this thing by a hundred points in a in a yeah. couple of weeks. But uh okay. Well that leads us into the this week's World Golf Championship FedEx St. Jude Invitational. That is a mouthful. It used to just be the the St. Jude's classic. I remember classic, go, yeah. my my family's out in West Tennessee. Uh, this is uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, if if you didn't know. My family's out there. Yeah. I remember going to this tournament once when I was like ten with my grandparents and and uh it was just the St. Jude's classic. So but now it's the World Golf Classic FedEx St. Jude Invitational. So um really looking forward to this tournament it's become yeah. just a massive tournament which i really i'm really glad that the that they got world golf championship status this is their second year uh with that I, I guess what would you call it distinction um and where it's played at tpc southwind 7238 yards par 70 that's key to uh key note um there's only two par fives on the course so a little bit different there's not uh not you know those gettable holes that are that are really uh yeah helping out the long hitters but uh 30 years that it's been at the TPC Southwind uh, there in Memphis and uh, really looking forward to this tournament this week. Huge, huge field. Um, 45 of the top 50 world golf rankings uh, in the world golf rankings are, are here. Um, some storylines with Daniel Berger, who's been having a great year has won this tournament twice in the past. He's won, won it in 2016 and then defended his title in 2017. That was before they, change the course up a little bit it's obviously a lot tougher uh now than it as a world golf uh championship tournament than it was back then but really impressive obviously daniel berger really loves this course he's going to be a big favorite this week 
Um, so Colin Morikawa, who is uh, not going to have to play in the Barracuda Championship this year, which is another, the other tournament this week. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be in, the, in it this year. Obviously, yeah. he won, so a big, big, big win for him. I mean, last um, year's champions, Brooks Kepka. <laughs> That's the funny part. They're like, yeah. the dude last was number one in the world last year at this time and won this tournament. But Yep, last year's champion, Brooks Kepka is here. Uh, Justin Thomas is back in action after the uh, – the, well, he played off of the work day, but then the, the – so two, after the two weeks of the Memorial, Justin Thomas is back. Jordan Speed's back. Uh, all, the other, all the big names are, are not, not, not Tiger, unfortunately. Uh, so this – I was listening to someone talk about it, someone from Memphis, and they were telling me that uh, they were disappointed because this was the one year that they thought Tiger may actually come to Memphis. And then even if it was the year the Tiger came to Memphis – Nobody would have been there to see it in person, so it's a lose lose oh, either way. Yeah, yeah, so would have been maybe even more disappointing if uh, if, if Tiger was there, but nobody was there to see it. Kind of a deal, but um, yeah. So we got let's see what else we got. Uh, some more field notes with the 550 FedEx Cup points available to the winner. That's huge. Uh, if a if a guy lower in the rankings wins this week, it's going to really help. But it'll also uh, give a couple of players a chance to supplant Justin Thomas to top the uh, the standings. We got Webb Simpson, uh, Sung J M, and Bryson DeChambeau. If either either of them win the tournament, they will take over JT's top spot. Um, other notes we've got, yeah, the top nine players in the FedEx Cup rankings are all there. Uh, just really stacked tournament, but it's going to be a big big time um, chance well, number for number ones here. Yeah, the, Rom's here. Big I think there's a scenario where if Justin Thomas wins too, he can find a way to the number one ranking. There's, it's, oh, really? there's a lot of yeah. implications. Yeah, there's there's some implications with this tournament. We haven't even mentioned the uh, the old number one. Well, not the old one, but the guy who was replaced, Rory McIlroy, who got supplanted by uh, – <laughs> Yeah. Well, so that Rory's guy, there. We haven't even mentioned him yet. Um, he may win the tournament by 10 shots and wouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Nope. Um, let's see. So, yeah. So, any other notes about the field? That's it's pretty uh we covered pretty it stacked. all yeah there's a lot yeah, of, a lot like of guys there um let's get into our feature groups then there's a i'm really excited about the feature groups this week we've got uh the first feature group of the week we've got the long knockers well and then ricky but <laughs> bryson dechambeau john rom and ricky fowler um pretty i like this like mix up of players it'll be a lot of different personalities it'll be interesting to see what goes down Bryson enters the week number four in the FedEx Cup standings. He's got a win and seven top tens in 12 starts. That's just fantastic. Um, John Robb, obviously making his first start since moving to world number one at the Memorial. Took last week off, but he's looking to continue his stellar play, man. I, I don't think he needs to do anything different. He seems like he's in a good spot, um, ready to, to really make moves and continue to, to try to win tournaments. Ricky Fowler. The guy that needs to get it together. He's 89th in the FedEx Cup standings, and it's not like he's he's been playing a lot this year. It's not like he's been one of these guys that took a lot of time off. But so I, I don't know what Ricky needs to do. He, he, I think it's just his ball striking. He just hasn't been hitting the ball well enough. But um, yeah. So what, what what are you looking for out of, out of that group of DeChambeau, Rom, and Ricky? I, I'm still focusing on DeChambeau because he missed the cut at the Memorial, but it was because of like just sheer lack of what you say discipline like game management mm-hmm. uh, he shoot he he's, he hits a terror uh, makes a 10 on a hole and then misses the cut so he tries to 10 I, cup it so but it's it's like i'm torn too because the guys the biggest weapon he has is his driver this course isn't necessarily super long and the greens are considerably smaller than the other courses we played so 
the rough is going to be a little higher. Just how, how is he going to scramble through it? And that driver has been pretty wayward as the last couple tournaments, but yeah. I don't know. Like this, it'll I be can, interesting. It, I can see all him the long, play really well, yeah. but for all the long knockers, really, it'll be, uh, this is the tournament. Uh, I forgot to note this earlier is the most, okay. I, how do I even phrase this? It's the tournament where the players hit the most balls in the water over the course mm-hmm. of the tournament, more so than sawgrass, more so than any, any other course with a lot of water that you could think of this, this tournament at uh, TC straight off the tee, like UBC Southwind, there's water yeah. all over the place. So is he going to try to bomb it around? Is he going to um, try to cut corners and, and all the things that he used to do? It was easy for him to do that in Detroit because that was an old setup course. The court, the holes go back and forth. Uh, you know, if you hit it, 50 yards offline it'll be in another it's like a member course (laughs) you go score yeah so but this is a this is a modern course it's got houses everywhere it's got water lined holes i think they have like a not not like a pure island but there's like a bit of an island green number 11 the par three uh i think 12 has water all down the left side so yeah there's there's a a lot of water this week so (laughs) it'll be interesting in particular to see how dechambeau and guys like rom and the other long knockers uh manage that around but more so Bryson I agree with you because is he going to change up his strategy um can he even do something the what he's been doing in recent tournaments like can he still do that at a course like this but um so it'll be interesting. well and is this a is this a course where Ricky figures it out too because he's not at such a disadvantage that these guys are going to be stuck in the rough he's just going to hit it down the middle and then if he can lock those wedges in and get the best part of his game his putter going man like mm-hmm. if your proximity to the hole is anywhere close to top 10 in the field you're going to have a pretty damn good look at birdie so absolutely it'll be good interesting to see the juxtaposition of ricky yeah ricky hits the ball far but not compared to the the long knockers so it'll be interesting to see (laughs) yeah him manage the course compared to how bryson and rom will manage the course ricky uh stat here says he is making his 30th world golf championship start and he has 12 top 10s in the in those 30 30 events so Pretty good success over the years in World Golf yeah. Championships, but uh, so we'll have to see have to see all that. And really good out. fields too. So that's absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Those are strongest fields on tour. Um, okay, next group up is a guy who's in second place in the FedEx Cup standings, Webb Simpson, Roy McIlroy, who's in fifth in the standings, and then another guy who's kind of in the same boat as as uh, Ricky Jordan Spieth, um, who is entering the tournament. After he, I think his best, yeah, his best finish was at uh, the 2016 St. Jude's Invitational. He was third. So he's, he's had some success here, Spieth has. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he responds. Uh, a note here, Rory, uh, the 2016 and 2019 FedEx Cup champions, Spieth, uh, 2015 FedEx Cup stamp champions, and now a guy trying to get on that list, uh, Webb Simpson, who is currently second in the FedEx Cup standings. Um, wouldn't surprise me at all if we see Webb get get one of those championships. Um, yeah, what are, what are you looking for? Uh, Ford two out of Webb, Ricky, and uh, or sorry, R- Webb, Rory, and Jordan Spieth. It's gonna for me. It's Rory because yeah, he's still fifth, which is it's not surprising. But like, has he? He really hadn't made any noise lately. And you you mentioned it earlier. If if this guy runs away with it, I'm like okay, yeah, if Rory's back. <laughs> it's, yeah. He just I hasn't put it. He hasn't put it together the way he has in so many times in his career. Yeah. Um, I watched him play. I was I was actually there for the the Players Championship last year, so the 2019 Players Championship. And 
watched him, followed him around all Sunday, and he just he controlled that tournament. It was it was so impressive, and it is so different when he's on. Like yeah. when his game is on, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, that's that makes all the sense in the world. Like yeah, you understand Bryson, you understand Rom, but like when Rory's game is going and he's hitting that driver well and he's rolling putts, like it's damn, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's can't really beat him really. I mean, if Rory's no. on, there's. I mean, Rom just became the number one player in the world. So, I mean, you will have to see. The world golf rankings are kind of more of a uh, accumulation. Of- yeah, it's it's more of a it's a good metric for for what guys have you know what they're kind of capable of at any points of their career, more so than maybe a a, a fluky season on the Fed and FedEx Cup standings or something like that would be. So, the fact that those there's a good chance that those two are going to be trading off the number one rankings for for a while now. If uh, if uh, Rom and if Rom and Roy, you know, if they start winning tournaments kind of kind of regularly, we could have a kind of a back and forth for the next number of years. It'll be interesting to see. Rom is crazy. Like, I, if you would have asked me and before the memorial, um, I know we're kind of reverting, but but if you would have asked me before the memorial, I, I wouldn't have I would have never guessed that Rom was one of the was even ranked second in the world. It doesn't seem like he. Um, I, I guess he's just more more so out of just consistency adds to to his. Uh, to, to what he's doing so you know those are the guys that are that really is true the guys that are most consistent over the course of five five or so years are going to be the guys at the top of the world golf rankings so it's like you know it was a few years back it was lee, lee westwood that came out and they asked him the question would you rather be number one in the world or win a major and he he got so much flack for saying i want to be number one in the world and like understanding what that means is like you're the best player in the world winning a major is, you know it's huge like winning the british open huge masters give me a green jacket all day but like there's something to being better than everybody else from not from a completely just objective standard like it's there's no question that you're like right now john rom's the best player in the world you can say that it's mm-hmm. it's special yeah and he hasn't won a major so it's like you're yeah but you would think you know if you get to the if you excel and get to the point where you are world number one you would expect a guy that's what I was kind of hitting on like you would expect yeah, a guy exactly. to, have, to have won like Brooks Brooks has won four majors uh, Rory's won what four or five and um, so you, you Rory, JT's got one JT's got one you would expect those guys to be but Ron kind of did it by just consistent play winning a tournament here and there um, and he's super young he's twenty five oh, sure. it's not. It's not like he's a guy that's a Lee Westwood that was in his 30s, you know, almost reaches the pinnacle. And and Lee, like Lee Westwood's always been around leaderboards too. He's been top tens and majors all over the place. But but yeah, definitely. Like absolutely, yeah. I think they go hand in hand for the most part. And when they're not, it's an anomaly or it's inevitable. So I'm gonna be really interested uh, watching Webb Simpson though. He this is this is his chance to really solidify like a, a stellar year yeah. he's one of he's one of three players that have won multiple times this year the other two being uh justin thomas and the wild card brendan todd um <laughs> but you know when when webb has on been on recently he's got the, the weird kind of loopy swing but i i really like watching him play he's a great guy i really i, I, w- I would love to see webb simpson win the uh win the fedex cup uh playoff so it would be, you know, so I'll be watching them really closely. This may be the group that I'm watching kind of the most closely out of the week, Webb, uh, Rory, and Jordan Spieth. Uh, okay, that moves us on to the next feature group, Patrick Reed, who's kind of quietly sitting at sixth in the FedEx Cup standings. They kind of, you wouldn't have expected it. He's, he's another guy that's just been really consistent. 
Um, hopefully not moving too many balls in the bunkers and stuff like that or whatever he's been doing. But uh, we've got – so Patrick Reed, we've got Victor Hovland and Brooks Kepka. Obviously, Brooks is the man of the hour sitting at 155th in the standings. Hovland has been playing just fantastic, uh, really consistent since we've got uh, – since we came back from the break from COVID. Um, he's making his first career start at a World Golf Championships event, which is interesting. Um, so we'll just have to see how he does there. And then, uh, yeah, Patrick Reed won the, the Mexico, the, the, the world golf championship in Mexico earlier this year. So he's no, uh, you know what I, this is a random thought. This is a tangent, but I really like the world golf championship trophies. They're all like kind of matte and like they're giant, like matte, uh, just really colorful and stuff like that. So (laughs) random thought (laughs) I was just thinking about, uh, I made up. I had a pic, saw a picture of Brooks holding last year's trophy, and they just look really cool. I, I would love to have get something like that on my mantle. But um, anyway, sorry for the side note. Um, yeah, so we, we've got Patrick Reed, Victor Hovland, Brooks Kepka. Obviously, we hit on Brooks earlier. What are you kind of looking for out of uh, Reed and, and Hovland this week? I don't like. I I know people don't like him, but I I. It's weird because I I think he's kind of a. <laughs> not a trashy person but like just he always gets on your skin yeah. <laughs> he just seems like not a dude you want to hang out with but when the guy's playing like i love watching patrick Reed strike the ball mm-hmm. like it if, if brooks finds it this weekend and with victor hovland that group of ball strikers would be really entertaining to watch at a tournament like this that if they start throwing darts i mean there's the, the winner could definitely come out of this group but absolutely and victor hovland's and kind of that that finale kind of bucket too like he's been playing really well in relation to this season like if he wins this tournament i wouldn't be surprised either but yeah he is I, uh patrick sitting... reed is just man get some clothes that fit you a little better too <laughs> lost that weight like you're yeah. you, you're on team nike you got dudes like jason day and Fe- like dudes that like and tighten it up maybe you become more liked i don't know but, yeah i feel you <laughs> um, yeah Pat, so Victor Hovland is he's the highest ranked rookie he's making a big uh, on the FedEx Cup standings he's making a, a huge push towards uh, rookie of the year um, he's he's actually first on tour in strokes gained I can't remember how it's phrased with your irons or from from green like approaches like, green yeah like pr- strokes gained yeah tee to green tee to uh, green yeah he's, he's so he's quite literally the best ball striker on tour and he's a rookie this year um so that's really impressive. It'll be interesting to see another guy. He just seems like a great personality. Just wish the world for him. Hope he can get notch up as many wins as possible in his career. Um, he's actually also playing in the uh, the charity uh, tournament or thing that they're doing tomorrow, the, yeah. the Wednesday. So that'd be cool if you want to check. Those out, things have uh, been pretty cool. Like I know. Yeah, that, yeah. That's cool. Pub, but. What else are you watching Wednesday afternoons at exactly. two o'clock? <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll be cool to see him in that. I, I, yeah, I try to get to know him a little bit, learn a bit more about him, how he interacts with people. It seems like a great kid, so be cool to see that. Uh, okay, so the final featured group of the week, this is another star-studded group. Uh, Justin Thomas, who's in first in the FedEx Cup standings, obviously. Colin Morikawa, who is in seventh, and Hideki Matsuyama, who – he hasn't, he's been a little quiet this year recently, but uh, he's in 18th in the standing, so having another pretty solid year. Hideki's actually won uh, – so two of his five PGA Tour wins came at World Golf Championship events, the 2016 HSBC Champions uh, and then the 2017 set at St. Jude Invitational. So Hideki's won at this course. Uh, Morikawa is making his first start at the um, – at, at Southwind. 
and Justin Thomas is uh, in the lead for the, this is actually really impressive. So Justin Thomas is in the lead for the 38th week of his career in the FedEx cup standings. So he's, he's led the FedEx cup for 38 different weeks, which is uh, one shy of Dustin Johnson for the third most since the inception of the FedEx cup in 2007. So Justin Thomas has been just really stellar. Um, fantastic play over the course of the years. What are you kind of looking for? Justin here? Thomas has that kind of Rory like feel too. Like when he's on, it's, it's super special to watch. And it, it's a separator when he's, when he's hitting the ball, he hits it so far for being so slight Yeah, and he cures his irons. He makes putts like he did against uh, Colin in the playoff. Like it's, if he if he ran away with this and became the dude, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I get it. <laughs> he's a guy. His yeah, you're right. His swing. He's a guy that you would expect to develop like knee problems or yeah. joint joint issues or something like that. But he hasn't so far. He, I don't think he. I can't remember being injured. Like he doesn't seem like he gets injured very often. Um, you know, he, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's a he's not a very big guy, and he creates just an incredible. Amount he's of the he's the original guy to like break the smash factor. Like he had the mm-hmm. highest smash. Like his smash factor with the driver was he couldn't. There's it didn't make sense. Like it was off the chart. But and he's a buck fifty soaking wet. Or at least looks that way. But yeah, uh, it's he's fun to watch, and he's really dang good too. But Someone needs you know, to figure <laughs> out what it may just be all straight. Uh, I don't. I'm sure he works out well, and, and, and everything. Well, you mentioned the uh, the high hand stuff with the uh, with Alex that went like if you watch his takeaway, he's super over the top with his hands with his driver. Maybe that's got it's obviously yeah. leverage and you know swing speed and accelerating the club head, but yeah, it doesn't make scientific sense why he hits the ball so far. But yeah, he it really doesn't. But it, it, from you know approach approaching the greens around the greens he's really fantastic as well i mean obviously every yeah. part of his game is great that's why he's the leading the he's FedEx been a though. world number one so <laughs> absolutely absolutely all right but what's hideki's deal is just i don't know man like yeah i mean yeah that's what you would can't think that putt you, to save his life yeah <laughs> you would think that he's having a bad year he hasn't made a lot of noise but yeah. he's in 18th in the standing so it's he's been playing pretty well he just hasn't really uh kind of gotten over the hump and produced a few wins yeah. this year like you wouldn't be surprising at all but um yeah so that is our featured groups for the week you got anything else leading up to the uh st Jude's that you're looking forward to i think we covered it pretty much it should be an Absolutely. exciting tournament so yeah i'm really looking forward to it if, on another week of you know after last week's kind of weaker field I just, it really it makes it feel like this week is just it, it kind of feels like a major or something leading into it just as far as the field goes but um, and like, like you said, the golf was good last week too. Yeah. Like it's hard to, I had to tune in late. I'm like, oh, okay. And like something's happening, you catch highlights, but at least the product was good. It wasn't, it wasn't that just slug fest from the Memorial with a bad field. Like it was guys going at it and it was a tight leaderboard. So Absolutely. looking for that this week. All right, that takes us into our picks of the week this week. We're doing it a little bit differently this week. We uh, So there's no cut. There's only 78 players in the World Golf Championship events. No cut, so we're not going to be able to pick the biggest name to be cut, but we're going to pick, I guess, the biggest name that we expect to have the lowest or the highest score, the worst score. Um, so we'll be doing winners, sleepers, and the biggest name with the worst score. So you, uh, we and you are tied in the standings, but since I won on one out last week, we're going to let you pick first C money. So uh, give us your winner for this week. My winner this week is going to be Jason Day. And he's a guy that's, he's been up and down injury wise, but 
I mean, the, he's got two straight top tens. He finished T4 at the Memorial and then T7 at the Workday. I know it's the same course, but they played completely different. I think the biggest thing for him this week that's going to help him is his short game. He's a uh, world-class with a uh, wedge in his hand, and he's probably one, arguably the best around the greens and strokes gained. And with these smaller greens and, you know, long hitters might not be as accurate as he is. Smaller greens, the your I guess your uh, prospects to the hole and how close you are to the hole, they vary, but he can get up and down. So I really think he could have a big week this weekend. Jason Day, I like it. I'm a, so that's taking a bit of a risk because he hasn't been making too much noise recently, and I'm doing the same thing with my winner pick this week. A guy that I'm uh, kind of hoping has a breakthrough and gets back in the winner's circle, my man Jordan Spieth. That's who I'm going to go with. Uh, no really reasons, re- real reason why. Uh, I, I just I just can't imagine he's going to continue to uh, kind of be out of contention every week. But it wouldn't surprise me if he is. But I'm, I'm taking a risk here. I want, I want uh, Jordan Spieth as my winner. So uh, we'll see how that goes. It may go very poorly. I may be a clown, but it's all good. We'll see how that goes. But all right, so Keish isn't with us again, but so we're going to do our, his picks for him. Uh, give us Keish's uh, winner pick this week. Keish is going with two-time winner Daniel Berger. So Keish is doing the smart thing and going with a more safe pick, uh, <laughs> which is kind of interesting to say. You wouldn't think, you know, if we were, went back three years, we wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah, Daniel Berger is a better player than Spieth and Jason Day at this point. But yeah. that's kind of where we're at. He was really impressive at the uh, – Charles Schwab when, oh. when we got back to what's up with guaranteed money too, like miscut, like oh, Jason man. day could tee it off, hit one and like, all right, here's 40 grand in your pocket. <laughs> no, that would suck. I didn't think about that. Cause he was struggling with his back last, but anyways, like, yeah, come on, Jason. True. Um, yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. He played really well at the Memorial. He, he, had, he was in contention yeah. at the Memorial. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. So Keisha's pick was Daniel Berger. That leads us into uh, your sleeper pick this week. Who you got? I'm going with uh, Mackenzie Hughes. He's uh, had two top tens in his last three events. He was a T3 at the Travelers and a T6 at the Memorial at a tournament that was, again, super hard. You know, this guy can be super up and super down, and he uh, he opened up the Memorial with a 60. And if this guy goes low in the first few days and gets to the weekend, he can make some noise. So I'm going Mackenzie Hughes. I like it. That's a good sleeper pick. Uh, my sleeper pick this week is Ryan Palmer, a guy who has been right up there at the end of some tournaments recently, uh, especially since uh, the break from COVID. He's been in contention a few times, actually. Um, and on Sunday, I think. Yeah. At, Final I think, group a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he was – I can't remember if it was at the Rocket Mortgage when he was playing with Bryson and he finished second. Uh, I can't remember if that was – if that was the specific tournament, but it, one of the, yeah, he was in the final group in one of the recent tournaments. He's been playing well. He seems like a real, um, he has a good demeanor. He's not, he's unflappable. He's not really bothered by anything. And so if he's playing well, he's out there making putts and hitting hit ball striking well, then he's, he's going to be a guy yeah. I think has a chance up there. So where's Jay's? He's got where's Jay's? Yeah. Yeah. I like it too. He's, he's a little bit of an older guy. He's like in his late thirties and he's wearing Jay's out there. That's awesome. Uh, okay. So a guy who uh, – so, yeah, so Ryan Palmer, sleeper pick there um, for me. And then – so give us Keish's sleeper pick this week. So this week, Keish has decided to go with Mr. Max Homa. Absolutely. Max was playing – he was on my he fantasy – He was on my fantasy team last week, so I uh, was following him pretty closely, and he played very well. He played uh, specifically on Sunday. He, he shot up the leaderboard. He was making a lot of birdies. Um, didn't quite have enough at the end to get kind of up there where uh, – Thompson was at, but Max was playing very well. 
Um, he's, he's been talking about a little bit. He took a break from Twitter and uh, kind of been trying to get his mind right a little bit. He's, he's obviously <laughs> he's back, a, though. Yeah. He's oh, back. yeah, he's back. Yeah, he's back in force. <laughs> but I think he may uh, be kind of learning how to, to keep his mind focused on the things that matter during the week. And, I, of course, I don't want him to get off Twitter. I love watching his uh, breakdowns of golf swings that are terrible. But um, so, Max Home, I like that pick. I like rooting for him. He seems like a really cool guy. I would, I would love to see him uh, get, some, get some wins under his belt. So, good, good sleeper pick there by Keish. All right. So, getting over to our <laughs> biggest name with the worst score uh, this week since there's no cut. So, who do you have uh, for that? I'm going with a fan favorite, uh, Gary Woodland. And he's had some last couple of tournaments. He, he finished 22nd in the Memorial, and then he finished fifth, like top five at the workday. But uh, just a little background, his worst putting surface is Bermuda. This week's hmm. Bermuda. He's uh, – I know lengthwise he's one of the longer hitters on tour, but he normally – like a lot of these guys are probably going to back off and go three wood or some kind of iron off the tee. But that stinger's really not dialed in. That thing he's known for. So he's been missing a lot of uh, fairways. And he's not the best scrambler either. With these, again, these smaller greens, it might hurt a player like him that, like, he's pretty dependent on hitting in the middle of the fairway and finding his way on the green on that second shot. So I could see him struggling this weekend. Yeah. That's a good if he pick. gets to the weekend, <laughs> or I guess everybody does, still. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So good pick. I like that. That's, um, you know, I, I, I don't know where you found those stats about his Bermuda putting and stuff, but that's stellar. Hell yeah. Well played. Um, yeah. So we will see. I think he played pretty well at the Memorial. He was in contention. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's seems like he's ball striking pretty well, but it, if it got, that gets a little squirrely with everything you just said is spot on, he's going to, he may struggle and, and we can see him miss the, or I, I see, I can't even get my mind around that. If there's no cut, he's not going to miss the cut, but he could, he could have a poor score over the week, but um, that leads me in. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I would say it's pretty cool to think about too. Like there's no miscut, but if somebody just goes stupid low on a Friday and makes a move, like they're still in it. So no, yeah. none of our picks are ever going to be dead unless until Sunday yeah. rolls around. So if DJ shoots 80 on a Thursday, he can you know, shoot in the low sixties there the rest of the week and yeah. have a good finish. And be yeah. even par. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Shoot a 60 and an 80 you're even bro. There you go. Yep. Um, all right. That leads me into my, my worst biggest name with the low worst score of the week uh brooks kapka i'm gonna go with him this week i picked him to win last week obviously that didn't go well he still got me points because he he finished ahead of the other guys that we picked as winners but um yeah like like we we hit on all, all this a lot earlier there's just doesn't seem like there's a lot going for him right now he doesn't have any momentum or just any any part of his game that he can kind of lean on at this point to to produce low scores um so wouldn't surprise me at all if brooks has kind of another uh, subpar week and of course it wouldn't surprise me at all if he puts it together and wins by five shots but we'll have to see how that pans out but I'm gonna go with my boy uh, Brooks Kepka this week for biggest name worst score um, that leads us to Keisha's pick who does he have this week he's going with a guy that's been hot and we talked about him earlier Tony Finau okay okay oh. that would be a little surprising I mean uh, you know he yeah like that's it, it would, yeah, you're right. So that's what it's for. Um, but uh, you know, he's. It'd be interesting to see if it does come to a point where there is a week where it kind of the these these kind of disappointing finishes in, in recent months have will wear wear on him a little bit and kind of make him lose motivation or something like that and may lose focus or or may not. That's what it'll be an interesting test to see. Can you stay motivated? Um, you've been doing everything you need to do to win tournaments, but just haven't really come out on top yet. 
can that can you keep that mindset and keep playing well and keep your swing together and start making some putts and all that good stuff um but it wouldn't surprise me yeah if it doesn't go terribly well and he has to you know and he doesn't play well it, yeah it also would surprise me if he if he kind of loses his uh will to strive for <laughs> great rounds again but um yeah all right so those are our picks for the of the week this week we'll have to see how that goes uh and uh have to keep we'll see how that goes yeah so all right that moves us into our one big thing uh this week i i kind of wanted to start us off i just wanted to with a lot of what's going on we've got other other you know pro sports starting back we've got uh baseball's back and nba starting back uh this week and hockey i think uh next week something like that and we'll have to see how football <laughs> comes together in the coming month or two but I got to commend the PGA tour for how they've kind of handled the COVID thing. Um, obviously, you know, it's when we say a bubble, they're, they're creating bubbles. They're kind of creating bubbles every week, like everywhere they go there. It's not one, one location they're having to, you know, they, and, and it's kind of, they're putting a lot of responsibility on the guys on tour to, you know, do the things they have to do to avoid all the, you know, wherever instances where you could catch it or anything like that. Um, so I, I'm kind of just wanted to commend the PGA tour this week for how they've handled everything. They've been a staple as far as sports goes, something for us to watch every weekend. It's, it was one of the first sports back, but uh, they had some squirrely things happening at the beginning. They had some cases coming down uh, specifically got a little dicey at the, uh, the, what was it at the, at Hilton head, there was a, a tour of quite a few guys came down with their caddies and stuff like that. They, you know, released more, regulations and stuff stuff rules and stuff and and kind of sternly were yeah. like all right guys let's get our act together and they have since then they haven't <laughs> haven't been any te- any positive tests and and we're still playing we're playing every week so got something to look forward to I'm, I'm really glad so my my big thing is kind of just i just wanted to kind of commend the pga tour for how yeah. they're handling the, the covid crisis so far they're kind of they're sticking with their plan too is that and having the plan and the way it's worked out it's it's definitely commendable and you've you've got guys and you mentioned it too it's a lot on these players like they're coming out and they're making it known that they're taking ownership of this like the dylan fratellis and you know brooks kepka didn't have to really get out of that tournament but he did it because like he i would assume it was the right thing for him to do in connecticut so uh it's a it's an all-inclusive thing it's the entire tour right now and these venues that are taking uh, there's 78 golfers here this weekend there's and you multiply that by two. I mean, you've got tons of people in one spot for them to have as little. I, I mean, we're not seeing these numbers like Major League Baseball or anything like that. But for little cases to pop up is pretty awesome. And I mean, they they deserve a pat on the back for this. Absolutely, yeah. That's kind of what I was wanting to to hit on was, you know, the yeah, just the way that the way that they've handled it. They, I, it's it's weird because you can't give. It's not setting an example for what other sports can do because you know obviously the venue changes yeah. every week. Yeah, it changes every week. But the fact that they've been able to, there's so many logistics. The the players kind of handle their own logistics. It's not really like a thing that the tour can control from a from an organizational standpoint. And the fact that the guys have been traveling to different tournaments they've got i haven't heard anything about that jet that they apparently have the the plane that they've been taking guys around to i guess that's working if people are taking it but um but yeah so it seems like they had a good plan the guys really gave the get they've been protocols to follow and and adhere to and and based on the results it seems like they are uh everything's going really well i mean you got two events going this week too man like mm-hmm. i know wgc is kind of a different umbrella but 
I just, it's still, it's a big deal. Like, yeah, just imagine awesome if something see. like what happened with the, the the Florida Marlins the past week. You know, if what if you know yeah. they had like there was a dinner party where 10, 12, 15 guys came down with with COVID um, affecting players, caddies, managers, whoever, whatever, whatever that may be. Imagine if something like that happened and they had to cancel the the U.S. Open, the PGA Championship next week. Well, or, the PGA Championship's coming, like exactly. Mm-hmm. So like something happens and you got ten dudes that pop here. These it's a super strong field. All these, for the most part, these big names are going to make it to the PGA. So you lose, you lose value in your product. So they're also having, I, to I feel like they've invested in it. Absolutely. Like yeah. Everybody's invested in it. They're also having to manage, you know, every state is a little different. Uh, every state, you know, they're, they're going to different States, not just different cities. They're going to different States. Uh, there's varying levels of cases in all the States. So it's, you know, California's blowing up right now, so they got to go into California next week. They had some uh, tournaments in Florida. Um, uh, South Carolina obviously was a little dicey, but yeah, so it's not just the fact that they're moving around, they're moving around to different states that kind of have different regulations, different, you know, everything's a little different. So um, big thing this week, big props to the PGA, giving us something to bet on every week, giving us something to uh, to watch every week. We're going to have some major, major tournaments coming up in the next couple months too literal majors and also <laughs> big time tournaments but uh but so i'm glad that everything's been going well for the especially on for the pga and it's going to give us something to look forward to each week and some uh some things to talk about so that's good so props pga well done um really really enjoying it so well done all right that is it for us on the big stick golf podcast we really appreciate you listening be sure to follow us like and subscribe all the things uh we're at big stick golf official on all the accounts um be sure to check out like i said earlier the bigstickgolf.com go check out our picks of the week and as well as the tournament preview but that's it for us again thank you for listening we really really appreciate it we will be back with you next week to recap all the fun things that happened this week and get you ready for a major tournament uh next week we'll get you ready for the pga championship so thank you again we'll talk to you later Thank you for listening to the Big Stick Golf Podcast. I mean, the crowd was unbelievable. You should see the best players in the world. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I wish we could play in front of crowds like this, you know, every single week. Until next time, take care. Otto Palmer is the master.